Wall Street is full of corruption and it is baked in to every aspect of our society. MMT is a lens by which you assess all economic understanding at the macro level. In the 1900s, Lenin was predicting global finance capital would do all the things it's doing today. This was written over a hundred years ago. This is The Rogue Scholar with Steve Grumbine. So Will Smith got his slap in there, and that's the talk all over the interwebs. And it's probably all you're going to hear about, too. Either that, or you're going to hear about a million and one different versions of the Russia-Ukraine crisis. You're going to hear a bunch of different versions of, uh, you know, who won this award, who drafted who award. It's always going to be a distraction. We already know this. It's not something new. But many of you play into it, right? Many of you who are watching this are part of that distraction extraordinary, part of the entire apparatus that is built up to distract. And I get it. Being committed, being dialed in is soul-sucking, right? It is soul-sucking because you look around and you realize there's so much work to do and so few people doing it. And everybody wants to be, you know, considered important. But the truth of the matter is, and I heard this ironically by Dominic Foxworth, who is a commentator on First Take, which is another distraction. It is an ESPN show for uh, with Stephen A. Smith. But he said we were talking about the Deshaun Watson uh, selection by the Cleveland Browns. He's facing 22 civil charges right now, whether it's true or not, it's irrelevant. Two grand juries have said there's no criminal charges, but he's facing 22 civil charges from 22 different masseuses saying, hey, this dude broke out his junk, slapped me in the face with it, forced me to suck it, do something, right? A lot of inappropriate stuff there. Now, whether or not he did any of that, you know, we've been kind of conditioned here to believe women when they tell you what's happened, that it's happened and 22 cases of this. So right, wrong, or indifferent, there, you know, obviously two uh, grand juries declined to bring charges against him. And with all due respect, if you whip out your thing and slap me in the face with it, that's crime. You're going to go to jail. You're going to get snipped. I'm going to do something. Something's going to happen, right? It ain't going to go down well. So uh, to me, how do you have a civil case where you've got somebody who's saying that he thrust his junk in their face and they're just there to massage. Something doesn't jive, right? Okay, so Dominique Foxworth said this, the way you can tell that people actually give a shit about a subject one way or the other is by the amount of uh, sacrifice they're willing to do. And the amount of sacrifice they're willing to do tells you whether or not this thing that they have sworn they've stood up on their soapbox they've grandstanded they got the blackout pictures they got the george george floyd pictures up they got all these cool things but are they really sacrificing for this or are they just high roading you and high grounding you and standing on their soapbox and trying to look good right well you could say the same thing about voting you could say the same thing about electoral politics. When you know that these candidates 
are, are bullshit. When you've got years and years and years and years of proof that the establishment isn't going to let you just vote your way to a better world. Your definition of wanting a better world is directly proportional to your willingness to sacrifice for that better world. And by sacrifice, I'm not talking about casting your ballot. And I'm not talking about donating to your favorite candidate. Because if that was going to get the job done, we donated millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars to not only Bernie Sanders for two presidential uh, attempts, but also many, many progressive candidates that Bernie put his thumb on and, and said, vote for them. Many different candidates across the country. And for years before Bernie ever came, we were out there donating our asses off door knocking, phone banking, you name it. So the question becomes, if you know that this system is kind of a charade, if you know that this system is more of a theatrical performance, if you understand that the idea of elections it really is there to give off a false positive that you have contributed to democracy, because democracy is sacrosanct in this country. The idea of democracy is sacrosanct. But we have seen guys like Larry Lessig who have gone to run for office with the idea of literally overturning the way we do elections, period, campaign fight. He was going to focus his entire campaign on this. Now, he's got some strange ideas about state-level uh, organizing. That notwithstanding, we do have to organize at the grassroots. We do have to organize in our backyards. We absolutely must do that. But he brings up some other things like ideas outside of the political process to some extent. Because ultimately, if you're asking the Democratic Party to betray their donors, to betray their handlers, the people that are like long timers, that are non-elected uh, Democratic operatives that basically control what's going on in the party, those gatekeepers. They're there for a reason, and they've got layers upon layers upon layers of gatekeepers. We already know, based on the Florida court uh, hearings, that the Democratic Party has no responsibility to even run a primary because they're a private corporation, and how they select their nominee is irrelevant. So in other words, they outright know you don't have a say in how that's done, period. The illusion that you are doing something by participating in this is 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 like self-flagellation i mean you are literally doing the old monk thing the the flagellants with hitting the board on your head it's like penance perpetual penance that you believe that you've got to go through this ritual Every two years, every four years, every six years, get ramped up and amped up. Your two minutes of hate, you got to watch your 1984 two minutes of hate scream in sock, in sock, you got to scream at the screen because there's, you know, there's the bad guy, right? There's Goldstein, the bad guy. And they get you ginned up and they get you spun out. But in the end, you end up like we had this last time. Every single election, what happens? Every single, not some, not a few, every single election. It is the most existential crisis of our time. 
if we allow the Republican insert name, it will be a shit show. It will be Armageddon. It will be the worst thing you've ever seen. And, you know, let's be fair. There's just nothing good about the Republican Party at all. But the Democratic Party, I mean, I don't want to get into that whole two wings of the same bird bullshit because that's just people trying to be cute with memes. The memes have contributed to the idiocracy that is our society today. This whole TikTok culture has contributed largely to the idiocracy that we are experiencing today. The distractions of watching people roll an M&M across the table and catch it in their mouth and videotape it so they can be on some dumbass TV show. All this stuff contributes to this. But back to Dominique Foxworth's comments, that you can sit there and you can talk all day long about how much you care about women being raped or women being abused or or black people being uh, predated on by uh, police officers and being uh, you know followed around and and literally screwed out of their life just simply by being black, right? You can do that, and, and, and it's a fair thing to stand on your soapbox and say that matters. But the sacrifice, right? Where's the sacrifice? Well, if you say you want a revolution, if you say you want a good, honest-to-God, people-led government, if you say that you want these things and you know that you don't have it, and the idea, the reason you don't have it is because of the powers that be who have control over that process. And you're going to tell me, but you're going to follow that process anyway, like a good little mouse in a cage, a rat in a cage. Okay, if you're going to still do that and feel good about it and walk home and say, well, you know, I did my part, man. I have my I voted button, my sticker. I'm, I'm, I'm a real honest to God revolutionary. Honest to God I am. If that's the angle that you're going to take, if you're going to take that and you're going to hang your hat on that and you're going to say, dump the incumbents, like you've got the power to do that. It's not a matter of you don't have the, the desire. Hey, yeah, I want this progressive candidate, of course. And if I, my fingers remove so fast, I'm able to call so many people. I'm like so dedicated, so dedicated, right? But the problem is not your dedication. This is the problem. We've seen people that have gotten burned out from working around the clock trying to make these systems work for them, systems that are not meant to work for them, systems that are meant to make you feel like you've expended your energy, you put it to a good use, and you just try just uh, next time. We'll get them next time, right? We're going to get them next time. But what if instead of pouring all that energy, all that massive amount of organizing all of that everyone's together imagine instead of pouring that into random candidates that gone one day back again the next they have no economic understanding they're illiterate in every meaningful way but damn it they said they want to have co-ops so shit we gotta vote for them for fuck's sake right now it's on man they said they like co-ops well shit Fucking diva revolution, man. Let's vote our way there, right? This is the kind of shit salad. It comes out of the mush brains. I mean, you ever seen when plankton goes inside SpongeBob's head and it's nothing but cotton candy mazes and fluffy kitty cats popping out of the ground and stuff? That's what these folks are. We're going to get together. Everybody's going to get together. We got to organize. Let's dump them. Let's do this. We're going to be all about it, man. Electoralism. Right? I mean, seriously, got to get your pork pie hat on. You got to get your little 
flag to wave and you're going to take the selfie at the at the march and you're going to do all the cool stuff and it's just dead on arrival it's dead on arrival you have not taken out the gatekeepers the gatekeepers are still gating man they're still there blocking and so we titled this particular episode of the rogue scholar as and the oscar goes to who does the oscar go to oscar goes to the political theater that we actually believe in this process where we take off work and we run around like crazy so we can stand in line for six hours to vote for someone now i'm going to take us on a journey into sound i'm going to take us back to this most recent primary bernie sanders was winning crushing it right i mean bernie had the wind at his back we all knew we needed bernie sanders i mean in a world where what we ask for and what we want as we the people is observed we wanted bernie right wrong whether bernie sucks is good or not not even important fact is the wind was at his biden hadn't left the you know the the basement in months Kamala Harris's father didn't even want to freaking deal with her. Kamala couldn't even win her own area. And not only that, but she didn't get a single delegate the entire time. But Kamala is now our vice president. Was that because of we the people? I want you to ask, and if you can't answer this truthfully, if you can lie to yourself repeatedly and say that you wanted Kamala Harris as your vice president, if you can do that, I don't believe you. I think you're lying. I think you're telling a lie. And I think you're telling a lie because you know that to understand what's going on around you, to realize this is political theater, would be to burst your bubble that we even live in a democracy. It would blow your mind. You wouldn't, now what do I do? How do I connect all the synapses in my brain now that I've processed this life-changing thing? What does that mean? What are all the downstream things that change now that I acknowledge our electoral system is a joke? It's not real. It's only meant to keep rolling us back into the system. Do you realize that for you, it's the same thing with modern monetary theory. Once you understand MMT, that's the first point, but it's a lifetime of changes now. Because all the synapses in your brain, all those neural paths that you have got that attach different thoughts and different outcomes to what you think you know, change. You've just shifted this. And so the inputs and outputs of your brain, all the ideas that you thought you had change. And it fundamentally changes the outcome of everything. It's like changing the variable in a scientific experiment. When you change variables, not placebos, but real honest to God variables in a, an experiment, you're not going to get the same results every time. You're just not. So that means you've got to change with the information. And so back to Dominique Foxworth. 
He talks about you can know the truth. You can even grandstand for the truth. But until you're willing to sacrifice for the truth, what have you done? I can tell you right now, more activists today have no idea that the war in Ukraine right now could be a war inside this country. And what would you do? Would you just put your hand to your mouth and go, oh my God, oh my, oh my. We're in a war, maybe not a bullet war, maybe we aren't. But we're in a real-life Truman show. Every time we sniff the truth, they try and shift things around. This is like total recall. Every time you know you start getting your memory back, you start remembering. They change things. They try and change it. It's like the Matrix. Every time you go through it, you see the woman with the red dress, you see the glitch, you realize, oh, fuck. So what do people do? They don't want to accept that change. They don't want to accept that reality that elections are nothing but a pacification of our minds to make us believe that we've somehow or another done our part in democracy. Because to us, to most, that's all democracy means, that they get to vote. They don't realize it's so much deeper than that, so much more involved than that. And so if you allow yourself to continue down this path, Joe Biden will always be right. Nothing will fundamentally change. Nothing will fundamentally change because they don't want it to. And so what happens is every time you start getting a little bit of comfort in your life, a new horrible tragedy occurs. Some tragic thing occurs every time. If it's not a war that we gerrymandered and jerry-rigged through. And you know what? I despise the mindset that tells us, of course it's Putin. Don't get me wrong. Putin is an asshole. He's just another oligarch. But these are like chess games amongst the oligarchs. You could see Zeus throwing his lightning, and you can see Hades doing his bit and all this other stuff. But they're using us as a sand beneath their feet that they just crush as they walk through. But these are oligarch games. These are games oligarchs play. And so this whole hyperventilation about Zelensky's nutsack, the size of his testes being such a big-ass thing you can see from space, and then all the other shit that we've got with Will Smith now smacking the taste out of Chris Rock's mouth. And you know what? I, I kind of side with Will Smith here. I, you know, b- bottom line is, is that you know, alopecia, I mean, his wife has a disease, right? I mean, you know, hey, he stood up for his wife when I smacked him. Now, is that the right way of doing it? No. Whatever. It just doesn't matter to me. It's just in a relevant moment when you've got serious, serious problems from climate change that are being ignored to the fact that we've got war going on that we have largely been instrumental in fomenting for many years. But what are you going to do about it? You're going to just sit there and social media your way to death? Sadly, people that run social media companies can't be counted to retweet something. So I can't imagine us finding a way to actually 
tweet our way to success. And we got to build some systems, man. We got to look at the way these systems flow. And until you're willing to sacrifice, nothing is going to change. Not one thing will change. You'll continue to break your arm, patting yourself on the back for a vote well done. You'll continue to scold somebody else that doesn't vote for your selected puppet. You'll continue to phone bank like your life depends on it. You'll continue to door knock with the best of them. You'll continue to go to cafes and and different malt shops and have the gourmet coffee of the day and take the selfie with all your friends with your pink pussy hats and your, you know, maybe you'll have a different flavor of hat of the reddish variety. I don't know. Whatever it takes, man. Whatever it takes. But it takes real organization beyond the duopoly, beyond the electoral process. It takes actually doing something that is meaningfully a threat to the existing power structure. The rules and the laws of this country were created to protect those in power, not to protect we the little people. We the little people are seen as a threat. So the laws are there to prevent us from taking away from the people that are, you know, actually at the top of the food chain. And we've been conditioned to worship them. We've been conditioned to believe that, after all, they earned this stuff, right? We've been conditioned to believe that there but by the grace of God, if I were able, you know, ever able to make the right decisions, I too would be a rich person. So I think to myself, if we're going to really, really make any kind of change, we've got to pull the curtains back. And we've got to look soberly at the system. And I can almost see the people that are terrified of what I've just said, who are terrified of the fact that they really got to for their own well-being, they've got to believe they can vote their way to prosperity. For their own well-being, they believe that they must phone bank and they must just find that just find that one next right progressive candidate and that'll change everything. The power dynamic, whew, they've won the day. My God, we're making progress. And you can almost see Jim Carrey going, can you feel it? Can you feel it? You know what I'm saying? Like, I have exorcised the demons. You can see them getting all giddy about it. But at what cost? At what cost? Seriously, I mean, I want you to think about at what cost? If physics doesn't negotiate, the one cost we can't afford is time. I mean, seriously, this is the stuff that no one talks about. Or if they do talk about, they're off to the next subject. Talk about Will Smith the next minute. Or they're talking about some other bullshit social justice warrior thing to distract from it. But if you understand that you cannot negotiate with physics and that time is ticking and nothing's changed, time is ticking. Nothing's changed. Time is ticking. Folks, every time the time ticks, it, it, time is the one thing you can't slow down. It's still going. So if you think you're going to keep voting there and you're just going to keep doing because that's the only motherfucking thing you know to do. 
And then you get pissed at the other people that tell you, stop being like a junior varsity bench warmer. It's like, grow up, Peter Pan, Count Chocula. Huh? Little Owen Wilson there for you, right? You know, are you going to be pimps from Oakland? I mean, we have got to stop cosplaying life. And we've got to start realizing there ain't no do-overs. This is for real. For the people that get to volunteer with us at Real Progressives and Real Progress in Action and so forth, acting like this is just a pastime, a hobby, something to do in between, you know, golfing or something else, you're clearly not hearing the leader. The leader is telling you we're in a war. The leader is telling you, hey, we've got issues, and they aren't the kind of thing you can do as a hobby. The change that's coming that we need to do, unless you're just prepared. I mean, I envision holding family, standing there, looking at the sun, smiling as the tsunami comes. And just like, well, we're going to die together. Or that old couple on Titanic as they laid in the bed together and just died. I sometimes feel like people think that way. I'm a fighter. Fuck it, man. I'm not ready to go down without a fight. That's the guy I am. Am I right? Am I wrong? I don't know, but that's where I'm going. I'm a fighter. I am a fighter. I want to make sure that my family has a chance to survive. And if they don't, I want to know that I did everything I could for my grandchildren and so forth, my kids, you name it. Not a, not a false pat on the back that I did a little bit here and a little bit there and dinked and dunked around the edges, went for nice strolls and walks and cuddled and, and you know, trimmed the buds on my, my shrubs or whatever. I want to know that I did the best I could because that time is ticking. If you don't believe the time is ticking, you behave differently. That's the thing. If you don't believe the time is ticking, you behave very, very differently. But if you believe the time is ticking, if you believe shit's happening, if you believe the, the ice shelves are melting and you believe the cataclysmic climate change is creeping and the war stuff isn't helping, if you believe that you behave differently, you just do. You sacrifice differently than when you believe that this is just hobby stuff, stuff we do just to fill the time, like a bingo game. Hey, I'm going to play bingo at five, and then I'm going to do a fucking hour over here, and then I'm going to catch a binge watch some uh, I Love Lucy, and, uh, yeah, you know, it's, I'm, a, I'm an activist, so damn it, fist in the air in the land of hypocrisy, right? It tells me fundamentally that people are either impossibly afraid to think about climate change as it is, or they don't really believe it. And so all of this stuff is cosplaying. All this stuff deserves an Oscar. All this volunteerism is an Oscar-worthy performance. All of this voting is an Oscar-worthy performance. All of this games people play in the middle of the night shit is an Oscar performance. It's performative at best. It's drama. It's not meaningful progress. It's not actually addressing the problem. And if you don't understand the magnitude of the problem, keep, keep dicking around. That's the answer, apparently. Now, I, I really struggle with this a lot because I recognize, I recognize that people are afraid and, and, to acknowledge, it's like you can watch your spouse cheat on you, but you will fundamentally block it out because you know that to acknowledge that they cheated on you 
that you have to cut a bunch of other things. You have to do things differently now. And maybe you're too comfortable. Maybe you don't want to change. So you're willing to let that happen just because you don't want it to change. You don't want it to change. So, so you're willing to accept, you're willing to make excuses for a political system that doesn't really serve your needs. More importantly, it's not real. Why do they have millions of dollars going into these elections when you already have party bosses that have weighed in? You already have gatekeepers at every level. You know, the popular vote doesn't involve anything. It really comes down to the way that those superdelegates operate. When you understand that and you really, 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 really truly absorb that into your brain and own that and don't run away from it, don't create another narrative to get distracted on, don't find some other little thing to go down another rabbit hole because after all, rabbit holes make you feel like you're James Bond, right? Nothing like feeling like James Bond. Nothing like it in the world, man. It's exciting. It's exhilarating. It's titillating, right? It's like cracking the seal on some ginger ale and that first sip out of a freshly popped ginger ale that burns your mouth. That's what it feels like. It's really exciting. Really super exciting. But what do you suppose prevents even the most hardy people who understand this is charade, who understand that there's no evidence that by electing people, anything changes. In fact, we've got evidence to suggest that it just puts people to sleep. Look at how many brunchers went back to sleep when Jolt and Joe Biden came out of the freaking stupor he was in to become president. And look at how many of these folks just sit there and like stroke the chode on this freaking idea. Biden is like really giving it to Putin, man. I mean, whatever, man. Do we have health care in this country? Fuck no. Are people still living in precarity constantly because of bullshit and not having real meaningful uh, access to all the things that they need in their life? Uh, hello? People are struggling terribly, but it's like, there's just no alternative. What do you want me to do, Steve? Just tell me, what's your strategy, Steve? My strategy is simple. Fucking stop the gatekeeping and let's talk to each other, okay? Now, mind you, here's, here's a big problem. You've got the, you know, nine degree leftist you've got the 10 degree leftist you got the 9.2 degree leftist you got the seven degree leftist you got the three degree leftist you got the 40 degree leftist you got all these splinters okay and unfortunately there's a lot of this whole joiner upperism for these things that are like veneer level and they don't understand what they're rallying around and they don't understand a lot of the systems and they have no concept of the finance system, the monetary system, the way money's spent into power. They, they have no idea who controls the purse strings. They've got wild, crazy, lunatic fringe ideas about the Fed. 
They genuinely have no idea how any of this is done, but they're ready to run through a brick wall rather than learn. So we've got this split thing. We've got the electoral process that we should by now realize is largely theatrical. And then we've got this other side here, which is the education part. We are surrounded by people that simply don't want to be bothered with learning. You don't want to fucking learn. If you can't do it in a TikTok, it isn't worth my time. And even if it's done on a TikTok, any TikTok will do. If somebody comes up with a cute, fun TikTok, the facts are get based by how well they do their video editing or how pretty the person is or how ugly they are or whatever. It doesn't have anything to do with veracity of the information. This is where we're at right now. This is where we are at right now, whether you accept it or not. This is one of those things where it's it's not really important that you accept it. It's true. And so once you realize that it's true and you still kind of live in this fake world, what kind of change are you creating? What kind of, what do you bring into the table? We have to look for those people that are reachable, that are willing to hear the truth, that are willing to, and when I say truth, let me be clear. I'm not telling you that you can't have a fair election. I'm not telling you that you can't do things. What I'm telling you is that we have got time and again proof that that in and of itself is not enough. That pouring all of our energy to rallying around every two, four, six years for elected candidates, for for candidates in general for office is a time suck because it's always build it up, burn it down, build it up, burn it down, build it up, burn it down, build it up, burn it down. There's never a consistent pressure put on. There's never keeping those same processes, the same people, the same organizing together, regardless of elections. Why is that? Because they want us to be spun up like this. They want us to believe that our energy is spent <clears throat> trying to get these people elected while simultaneously wanting us to calm back down when it's over so that we just go back to zero. But they know the more ramped up we are, the more money we'll spend. And the more money we spend goes into lobbyist pockets, go in, goes into these campaign coffers and advertising dollars into the media, you name it. When we sit there and do this, we are contributing to this capitalist paradigm that is just fattening these advertising and marketing agencies and all these other rogue think tanks that are not doing for us, but they're doing for the oligarchs. We need people's think tank. That's what we're trying to do at RP. We're trying to create a people's think tank. Think people get excited about that? They should, but instead they'd rather go play golf or go piddle around doing something else. Maybe they've got some fun things they'd like to pull off maybe they like to go somewhere and do something fun and that's fine but they always end up in these political camps they always end up back in the parties they always get sucked back into the process and then what happens what happens not a whole hell of a lot because the time time is tick 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 ticking and the climate's getting more and more and more and more and more fucked up 
I don't know. You tell me. Who do you think the Oscar should go to? I think our political process is a joke. I think it's political theater at its finest. And it's got so many people believing in it because they're afraid not to. Then I'm just going to give our electoral process <laughs> the Oscar. If you guys come up with a better one, let me know. Let me know who actually deserves the Oscar other than our political process because they've got you guys snowed. They got you guys all bought in. You're ready to go. Who can I canvas for? How can I dump the incumbent so I can bring another one in? And they get the energy going and fists pumping and the knees pumping. And damn it, they're going to get you right back into the same shit cycle again. And the top clock is ticking. Remember, anytime somebody says something about we need, just need to elect candidates, remember, Tricky Dick was the one that signed the EPA into existence. And I'm pretty sure Tricky Dick was a Republican. Yes, a cloth coat Republican, but a Republican nonetheless. So when you put pressure, sometimes things change. But if you're not willing to sacrifice it, you're just grandstanding. You're just flapping gums. And that's my take, and I'm out of here, guys. I'm out of here, and I hope this was good for you. I hope that you guys think about what I said. I didn't tell you don't vote. I'm just telling you the idea of putting all your energy into that basket is a losing proposition. We need parallel systems. We need parallel systems that are consistent, that are not ebbing and flowing based on elections. And we need people to stop thinking of this shit as a hobby because you're in a war whether you like it or not. Tell your wives, hey, sorry, hon, I'm in a war. And you need to be too, instead of like, la, 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 la. What color curtains should I get today? La, 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 la. Fuck that. You're in a war. It's time to act like it. I'm out of here. The Rogue Scholar is a production of Real Progressives. If you would like to support our work, please visit patreon.com slash realprogressives.